I listened to, I think, most of it. You notice? Do you notice something you do? That I do? Yeah. Uh, well, I've noticed in the last few that um, I like clear my throat. Yeah, you clear your throat a lot. Yeah. Well, that's because I've been really congested. Yeah, but then it's it's kind of like it's your thing. Mm. Like you're <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And then I was thinking, do I always do that? And I was thinking, no, I think it's because I've been... No, I think you do it a lot more than you... I have to go back and listen. Because right. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and listen to every single episode. No, it's it was more prominent than the last one, but I noticed it every once in a while. Yeah. You get hiccups kind of in... Yeah, that's true. I do the hiccup Do you thing. have a throat problem? I don't know. I'm not a ear, throat, nose doctor. I have no idea. I love it that there would be I, no way of knowing. I said you have. Do you have a throat problem? And you knew immediately which doctor that is. I don't know. I'm not an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yeah, that's the thing. I've read it before because I was like, oh, what a weird grouping of uh, of uh, you know areas of your body. And then I thought, well, it's actually not that weird. It's probably they're all very connected. Isn't it weird when doctors are so specific? Like, what's the what's the foot doctor called? Oh, like, like ortho podiatrist. Podiatrist. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really cool, and you're like, "Oh no, they're a podiatrist." Uh-huh. Like, oh, that, that's cool. And then they're like, "Well, it's a it's a foot doctor." Uh-huh. Like, uh, what? Why are we, why would you be just a doctor of a foot? Yeah, that's true. It's that very specific, very specific. But it's kind of good though because you you want people to be very specialized in like very, specific things. You realize that as you're older, and I get that. But at first, I would be like, "Just call me doctor." Like okay? like sometimes I think about the general whatever family medicine doctors, and I go, "What are you even good at, man?" Right? Like, oh, what, yeah. what's your claim to fame? You're just, you're generally good Prescribing at Prescribing Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> tapping people's knees for reflex tests. Yeah, those look good. Yeah, those look good. You look good. Yeah, I... I well, that is, that is like my family doctor. I don't know if he's a family doctor, but he's just a regular doctor. And that's when I was all, like, all sick. I was like, hey, man, can you figure out what's wrong with me? He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Like, he gave me really no confidence in yeah. figuring out what was wrong with me. Yeah. Until you go to a specialist and you're like, oh, I'm glad there's people that specialize in something so specific. See, and I feel like there's, um, in the doctor community, there's like cliques. And I feel like certain types of doctors think less of other types of doctors. And they'll never say it, obviously, but they imply it. Like, mm-hmm. I remember one, my general doctor being like, hey, this is an issue that you might have. You should go to a specialist. And I said, okay, great. And they're like, oh, and then on my way out, if you go to a specialist, don't let them prescribe you weak medicine, like, because they like to do that. You want to like, they push them to generalized push. all of they them. They really did. And and then I was like, well, that was pretty salty about this specific kind of doctor. And then I went to that doctor and sure enough, he did. He's like, yeah, this is your issue. And here's your medicine. We're going to start you on a really light dose and work your way up. 200 there. milligrams of Tylenol. And then like a year later, I was like, are we ever going to get to like the big dose of the thing? And then I was thinking, oh my gosh, my doctor was right. You are totally just softballing. You're trying to milk this for as long as you can and just keep me sick. Oh, ouch. me off. Yeah. Well, I don't know how those people pick when they're going to get their doctorate, you know, in medicine and go, okay, I want to, is it along the way that they go, oh, I really like the intestine that I'm going to go that route. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go to a gastroenterologist. Because I, I, I wonder like, that too. Like, is it like your college degree where everyone goes a couple of years and they're like, oh crap, I got to just pick something. Yeah. Or, right. or they just really got fascinated as they started learning more. They're like, well, this really affects all parts of your body. I really want to dig into that yeah. the liver does so many things i want that or the heart is like what makes you live so the more we 
know, the more I realize there's so much left to know about the human body and how it functions. And the, and the older you get, the more you go to a doctor to try to get things resolved, the more you realize they're not all that capable of resolving things. Mm. Co- like Commonly, I feel like most people have this issue where it's like, my doctor didn't help me at all. It took them years to even figure out what was happening. Or they had to do their own research. I, it- say, I say this all the time about doctors. I think they're like police officers, but they just get so jaded by our demand for a quick fix, you know, where, I mean, police officers are just, they're so jaded by people not complying. They get a little jaded. Like when you're like, I'm being nice, you know, and yeah. then they're just like mean to you. Super mean. Right. Yeah. But they're just used to dealing with that all the time. So they don't, or they don't ask you, like, I remember going to a doctor and I said, he said, well, what brings you in? I said, well, I haven't been feeling too great and I'm gaining some weight. And he's like, well, you know, maybe you should change your diet up and maybe you should exercise a little. And I was like, like, you've asked me zero questions. How do you know I don't already do that? Uh-huh. And that was, that was the last time I saw that doctor. And yeah. he retired shortly after. Because you know when your doctor retires, they send you a letter and they're like, hey, doctor so-and-so is retiring. And I, was, I don't need to know that. But yeah. then it clicked because I go, he, he was checked out. Yep. They, and they all think, okay, this guy's just looking for a pill. You should just change your diet. But if you want, I'll throw you a pill. I yeah. mean, I think that's just their the world that they're in. Because they get so tired of being like, well, this is what you could do you know, to fix it. And people are like, yeah, what, what do you got though? Like, what yeah. can you give me? Right. I saw this commercial for whatever. And it says that it fixes this problem. Yeah. It's almost like you have to catch the, uh, you know, unlike say like a barber fresh out of barber school, you don't want that barber. You want the barber has been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Doctors opposite. You almost need the doctor who's fresh out of school. Cause they're probably the most youthful and enthusiastic. I, uh, yeah. But the surgeon, you want the surgeon. Bro. Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so be careful which doctor you're picking. I've yet to need a surgery in my life, and I'm I'm pleased with that. Yeah, well, knock on some wood around you. Mm-hmm. So, well, that, this will segue really nicely into what I wanted to talk about. The medical procedures. Yeah, medical procedures. <laughs> what could that be? You know, I, I told you, I was like, hey, we should we should talk about something political. And you were like, yeah, I think we should. That's good. We haven't. And because then, anybody who started listening to us in the last six months may not know that we... Love politics. We love politics or that Mm we, 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 the original six months, the first six months, it's like we would walk away from your throat. We would walk away from the podcast going, gosh, one of these times we have to do something other than politics. Mm -hmm. And now it's been six months of whatever. We just talk about whatever. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I said, let's get, talk about politics and clearly the main thing hovering around the United States right now is abortion, Uh right? So yeah. that's what we've got to talk. I feel like that's what we got to talk about. I think we have to talk about I, it. I just feel like I need to make sure we're not in a hundred percent agreement the whole time. Yeah. I'll try to find something to disagree with you on. Okay. Normally, uh, or, or just play that part. Normally some sort of nominal fact, some little tiny insignificant discrepancy in something you say. That's usually what I'll go at. Tiny and on. insignificant. You really sound like somebody who just wants to abort a baby. <laughs> Are they not tiny and insignificant? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I think the reason that we kind of steered away from politics, and it was accidental, it wasn't like we made a conscious decision, but we we did steer away from politics, is because you can only say so much, and especially, it, it seems like there's kind of two factions on any one subject, and they all, all of one camp thinks one thing, and all the other camp thinks the other, and there's really nothing in between. So you start to realize you're just shouting into a mic, and you're never going to change any minds, and it beca- it feels like kind of a a waste of time. Yeah. Is what I think deterred us originally. And abortion is really no different because even sitting here now going, would you ever sway anybody's mind on it? Do you really feel like anything you say would ever sway somebody's mind? Anything that I say? I don't know. I don't know if I'm 
that talented enough, but I think there are seeds of doubt you can put in people's minds. And right now, I think what's interesting is just the education on it, right? Let's, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure everybody's educate, educated on what's happening. They're like, oh my gosh, abortion is going to be illegal and we're never going to have abortions again. Right. right? That's, that's one end of the spectrum. Right. And then some are like, this is degrading the constitution, you know? And then you just get the most asinine arguments. I was listening to the radio yesterday on it. And this one lady was like, you know, just going off about how wrong it is that they're, that they're going to do this, which hasn't totally been done yet. Right. No, not till June. Okay. Is that when the official thing's yeah. supposed to come out? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, um, anyway, she's like, yeah, it's just, you, you know, and, uh, abortion is not even mentioned in the Bible. I was like, well, that's an interesting take to go to go. Why would, why, why did you even bring that up? And she was talking about just how archaic people's thinking are, is, and I go, wait, was she, was she pro or anti? She was pro abortion, pro abortion. And, and, and she was Christian and citing the Bible or citing as a non-Christian. She, she was citing it. She can't, she couldn't have been a Christian, but she was talking about how progressive this world has become. And even Christians are supporters of it now okay. because they realize how it saves lives. And she goes, and, and abortion is not really even in the Bible. I go, of course it's not. I mean, that's like saying a lot of modern terms aren't in the Bible. Right. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it depends on how you classify it, but I would classify it as murder and it's in right. there. Right. So, right. And they have lots of times when they have examples of somebody killing babies and they use the word kill right. in there. Right. So, yeah. Well, and it's like, did they do things to women to prevent the pregnancy? Intentionally or unintentionally. The, and that's there's an example of that in the Bible where somebody unintentionally, or I mean intentionally decided not to impregnate somebody and God was, you know, in, uh, upset about it. So, yeah. Yeah. That is in there. And anyway, that's just a total side note. Well, the other, the other strange aspect about it is we've become so uh, polarized that when something gets leaked from the Supreme Court... We don't even really think twice. We just go, oh, okay, that makes sense in this day and age where nothing is sacred, right? Yeah. Not even what goes on in the Supreme Court is sacred. Which you, I you feel like it, we need to talk about that. Right. You leak it and, and there's no consequences and no one even raises an eyebrow. It's just all of a sudden, yay for abortions or yay no abortions. And no one's going, well, why is how did it get leaked? Well, I think some place? people are talking about how did this get leaked. And, I think it started to become a thing, yeah. And who is, I mean, who's getting fired from their job? Obviously, that's got to be step number one. But wouldn't wouldn't that be like some sort of perjury of right. some sort. I think about um, the level or, of awareness I have with it, even at work when I'm dealing with petty cash, right? And I go, I have to be very cautious with this petty cash. I need to make sure I get my receipts. I need to make sure it's all accounted for because it's it it's a small thing, but it could come back directly on me. And I feel like that's just a small amount of petty cash at a general workplace. I don't understand this level of like nonchalance about Supreme Court, you know internal documents it seems weird that nobody's nobody seemed afraid for their job and it's not like it's a little court it's the supreme court <laughs> it's in the name it's the it's the best of the best courts and i'm not sure like the logistics of that of how something like how it gets written and then wh- who it goes to and then uh like the process in which it works so i, I after a theme and i go okay well I, I think there's a lot of room for something to leak and if you were really upset about it but the fact that it's never happened before tells me that there was clearly okay there's room for it to be leaked but there was clearly an internal code that they're like regardless right. of the partisan politics we respect this court and we respect this this body and of they whatever. basically lost the respect and now it's gone now yeah. now we know that it's just like and and also the way the public received it was just like and 
And so it's like, not only does the person internally in the court not care that they leaked it, but the public is not outraged. That's what I don't understand about the people fighting for going, oh, this is, you know, if they if they ban this and they overturn Roe v. Wade, they're degrading the Constitution. I go, well, you're degrading our government system by it, by leaking this. Like, who did, and whoever got a hold of that leak, I mean, are they okay to just publish it? Right. It's like, is there not a clear paper trail back to directly who leaked it? Right. I mean, if you offered some sort of reward to go, okay, here's 10,000 bucks to tell me who, who you got this from and then trace it back. I mean, not that that really matters, but it's just one of those things. Plus, it's like the Constitution being brought, brought into it is funny because it's like the Constitution only matters in weird circumstances like this uh-huh. to some people. Some people only value the Constitution. Oh, but be cautious of what you're doing to the Constitution in this circumstance. Right, because, okay, well, but when it comes to free speech and gun rights, then, right. you know. Then they're then like, oh, care. it's an antiquated document written by <laughs> slave owners. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's weird how certain political parties and political individuals choose to parcel out what they want to pay attention to and not pay attention to. And and I know where you lean on politics, but like, do you feel like it goes both ways? Do you feel like it cuts both ways? Republicans are as bad of offenders as... I don't... I believe it does cut both ways. I just don't believe it's as extreme. Yeah. Why I, do you I think believe that in is? politics there is... Oh, you know, whenever somebody's like, oh, the Republicans this or other Democrats, I go, it's it's both parties, right? I mean, yeah. they're definitely both parties, but one's doing it more extreme than the other, and that would be the Democrats right now. They're, they are more extreme, and I don't know that that's really irrefutable or doubtable. Like, you, that's not really in question, I don't think. But if, if I'm a Democrat and I'm going, okay, well, what evidence do you have for that? What would be some things you would cite to go, this is why your party is clearly more extremist? Yeah, that's a good question. I think one of which would be how the aftermath of elections happened. You know, the aftermath of Donald Trump getting elected versus the aftermath of Biden getting elected. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are two. We saw two very different outcomes. Mm-hmm. Riots and burning in the streets allowed in democratic cities. Uh-huh. Right. That did not happen when Biden got elected. You didn't see all the Republican cities burning things up and right. getting up in arms. That would be the probably the biggest thing that I would say that we could point to as evidence. And then you could also point to a lot of governors, um, politicians, Congress people who advocate for violence when they're clearly against it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when when it when they talk about Trump or any of those supporters, they say, oh, he's all this. He's all about violence. Yet they incite violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's recorded. It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. And you see it all the time when they don't get things they want. That's what they resort to. Well, I do feel like um, we've seen a little bit of like uh, separation in the Democratic Party. We've talked about this before where the less extreme, more centrist Democrats are starting to be a little bit turned off by the, you know, the more extreme yeah. people. I'm actually surprised, and I don't know, maybe I'm really been paying attention because I'm still burnt out on politics, even from just 2020. Um, but I haven't seen, has there been riots? Has there been violence? On this one? On this abortion on the, thing? So I was going downtown Salem, and it is the capital, and I was trying to see my son's concert, and I accidentally... I didn't take a wrong turn. There was no parking. So I had to go all the way around. I had to loop around the Capitol and I'm going down the Capitol and then there's this march and it was a pro-abortion march on their way to the Capitol and I'm stuck on the street and they've got banners and they're all wearing masks and this dude in a ski mask, which is never like welcoming it. That's always intimidating. Right. Like what kind of march am I in? Right. You know, when you look at peaceful marches with Martin Luther King and all that, I don't, I didn't see any ski masks going uh-huh, on uh-huh. and so this guy is approaching my car in a ski mask i'm like oh, okay and then he's like you yeah you're just gonna have to sit this one out man and like to wait for it i'm like i can't wait here in the middle of uh right. anyway so i just kind of 
jogged around them, went on the sidewalk, went through some church parking lot and got, got around it. Um, but there, it was a pretty unimpressive March and Mm -hmm. there was like, it wasn't droves of people. It was, I don't know, just a, I don't know if a handful is the right term, but it was like 20 people. Was it 20? I was going to say maybe 50. It looked like, yeah, 2050. So yeah, because I sent you the picture. I I thought I was recording a video, but I really feel like an old person after I'm like, where'd my video go? (laughs) I swear I was recording it. It was just a picture that was all crooked. (laughs) So irritated. Uh, And then uh, that is true. I thought you were old when you showed me that picture. I go, oh, that's a god awful picture. But I thought maybe you felt like you were a little in danger. Maybe you were just quickly. Well, I was trying to drive and get out of there at the same time. And so I turned my phone and I thought I clicked it to the record button. I'm holding it while I'm driving. And apparently it just took two pictures and one was <laughs> like of my feet. <laughs> so it, yeah, I felt dumb. Uh, anyway, I went to the uh, concert for my kid. Then we came out after and I left the concert super early. As soon as Eli was done, I was like, Hey babe, can I leave? I'm just not too into this. The rest of the stuff that isn't our kids and is going to be an extra two hours. So I was maybe in there 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not joking. I come back out and that that group had already dissipated. They had, they were walking back to downtown yeah. to go. No, that was that we did what we we did something. I I am surprised that I haven't heard, you know, I haven't paid attention in fairness, but I also feel like in 2020 when the crap was hitting the fan, you could not see it. Like you, even if you weren't paying attention, it was all over everything, the riots and the violence. And so I feel mm-hmm. like the fact that I'm passively paying attention right now and I don't see anything, I'm like, well, maybe this isn't going as bad as I thought. Um, maybe people are just sick of the violence. Maybe they're sick of the extreme tactics. Yeah. And that could be like, what, what is the point? I mean, I want to get into abortion a little bit and what that, those signs mean, like, uh, abortion saves lives. I want to get into some of that and what your view is on that. But what, um, what's the motivation behind leaking the document? Well, I don't, I mean, I have a theory that I mean, I've I, heard. I think the, I mean, the only theory that I've heard that makes sense other than, other than the fact that they haven't made a decision yet, so maybe they want to put significant pressure on the justices who might sway. That could be I've a reason that. for the leak. And then the other one is obviously to sway the midterm elections. Oh, how would that sway the midterm elections? Well, because if Democrats or their base feel like the abortion rights are under threat by the Republicans, that it could maybe take what, what was originally supposed to be... Uh, I'm not going to say like a clean sweep, but like Republican taking back majority of, you know, whatever and overturn that. Like, yeah, I heard something about if they, it, they had time to pass it into law, but Congress never passed it into law. I don't know this, but this is just some things I heard. So now they're trying to pass it into law. And then now I'm going, okay, is this getting brushed under the radar? And is this, is this a real thing where it could get passed into law before the Supreme court comes out with their ruling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that so I don't is, know. Is, is that a, is that the reason why they leak? And when you say it's supposed to go into effect, like it's supposed to come out in June, June. that yeah. concerns me. Yeah. Yeah. That's this whole thing. I mean, that when people were starting to talk about it, it was like, this is alleged, an alleged leak, an alleged situation. And I was like, I don't even know what's no, I think happening. it's confirmed now. No, it is confirmed now. But in the beginning, I was like, is this a real thing or is this mm-hmm. just like a tactic? I don't know. Well, it, it goes, the reason I think that talking about doctors applies so much to this is we've learned so much, right? We've learned so much about tech. Our technology has advanced so much. And what we know about the human body is way more than what we used to know back uh-huh. in 1972 or something. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the seventies is when Roe v. Wade passed, right? right? Okay. So we're in 2022. So that's 50 years. 
right? Uh-huh. I did the math right. Fifty mm-hmm. years. In fifty years' time, we have not only invented cell phones, but we have a computer as a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the the technological advances are huge. Sure. A fifties car versus a twenty twenty two car. Seventies car versus look, a yeah. Looks, what I say fifties? I meant seventies. Thank you. Seventies yeah. car. I had that seventy six Honda sitting in here. I had an eighty. A dude, I had an eighty five Chevy truck in high school, and it may as well have been a, a Flintstones car. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. Like, yeah. Roll up windows and like no AC. Let and, the choke. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Carbureted motor. Let it warm up. Didn't run on cold days very well. So you know that's funny. Somebody said something the other day. They're like, oh yeah, I gotta let my car warm up, and I go. Because it's cold outside or because you have to let your car warm up? Because mm. that's an old... I mean, back in the day, yeah, you had to let, literally a carbureted motor. You got to let it warm up. It just yeah. would not really run. Yeah, that is, you want oil to go through it, but it doesn't take That's true, because if you drove like a carbureted... Which, by the way, I went to a parts store when I was in high school, and I was like, uh, I need a part for this engine in my old 85 truck. And they're like, okay, um, is it fuel injected? And I said, no, it's carbureted. And she goes, naturally aspirated. I go, you make me sick, lady. <laughs> she corrected me. But but naturally true. aspirated just means it doesn't have a... Fuel injection, I think. No, I think it means it doesn't have a turbo or a supercharger, doesn't oh, it? Well, then she was wrong. I should go back to 2003, lady, and correct her. I think. Well, now now you got me questioning, and I'm not... I, I'm pretty sure but I'm yes, right, but... Yes, carbureted, spirit, naturally spirit, aspirated. We should know those things, <laughs> We should in our Golly. We are dumb. They take a long time to warm up, and it wasn't for any other. It wasn't for the safety of the engine or the oil flow. It was like literally the car. My car wouldn't run and drive correctly right. until it was like. As soon as you stepped on that gas, it's like blah blah blah. Yep, blah, and then died. Died. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the advances we've made, and so now we can literally put uh, uh, cameras down people's whatever opening they have. Right, <laughs> it doesn't matter what opening. You can probably fit a camera down it, uh-huh. and they're gonna find out what's going on. And so I go, okay, well, if we know all that, I mean, we have. Back then, I don't even know what an ultrasound looked like, but now we have a 3D slash 4D ultrasound. Yep. You can see exactly what the baby looks like. You can tell the shape of it and everything. I go, okay, so we know all that technology. Why why shouldn't we bring this back on the table? If nothing, if nothing else, I mean, if they're going, you know, the argument is that it's a clump of cells. Well, we're arguing off of old technology, are we not? Sure, I think, but I think a lot of people are just arguing off of what ideology feels right to them and what ideology they're protecting. And I think that's the unfortunate part. And I think this is something that we've learned in the last two years since we've been doing our podcast is facts and science don't always lead, right? And I think something we've recognized, like, for example, uh, you know, mask mandates. There was heavy debate whether masks are even effective. And there was a lot of really great doctors, you know, um, professors at MIT. That made it to... That made it to the media. Who yeah. who said that these masks, they don't actually do anything to to stop the spread. Oh, I see those people. Right? Yeah, okay. And then even things like the masks, right? Like even, okay, you don't want to wear like a mask, wear a plastic shield. Mm-hmm. Like there's no science to back that up. But yet people still, to this day, I just saw someone the other day wearing a shield, a face shield. And Ooh, so that's I, embarrassing. I feel like we've realized in the last two years that ideology comes above science. You know why the face shield is gross is because when you sneeze, you can see it on that face shield. You can. And you know what else is gross is like fingerprints accumulate and like other prints of things that I don't even know what you've been doing. And it's just like, it's sort of like a Petri dish of your day. Right. And you look at that and you're just like, you're like, I don't, I don't feel so good. And you're like, it's because you've been breathing in your own self the whole day. But, but the point being that there was no, I don't think any non-ideology possessed scientist would agree that this face shield was doing anything to prevent the spread of an airborne virus. 
but we still did it because that was what so, was popular. So your argument is you think people are sticking to this. Like, I can, okay. Your argument is people are seeing this because it's their ideology. I think there's a mix of that. I think there's a lot of people who, uh, okay, yes. I don't want to get too deep into my thoughts on this because. Why? Because I do, I do think it's partly that they're sticking to an ideology, but I think there's a good group, a, a larger group of the populace that they don't even realize that they have welded themselves to an ideology and it's preventing them from receiving actual new information and facts and changing their opinion. I think, I think it's younger people who tend to go, well, this is, you know, it's like, we know somebody, um, won't name names, but we saw her walking down the street and we said it okay. smelled like weed. Okay. Yeah. Um, she is a person who I feel like most of what she's doing is just rebelling against an ideology and that leads her most of the way. It's not that she's really thought through her own ideas very strongly. She's just very convicted that she wants to be against a different ideology, right? Right. So so that's not a good driving force to make policy opinions, but that's what I feel like happens but a lot isn't that what? Yeah, that, that's what's happening, right? That policies are being made off of... More of feelings than facts. Totally. Yeah. Right? And, and another example of it is like uh, defunding the police. I mean, we saw, you know how many uh, of those cities who agreed with the defund the police movement are now with their tail between their legs, quietly, silently, uh, inconspicuously refunding their police, right? Oh, yeah. Because they're going, wow, that didn't work out. But instead of coming out and going, hey, we made a huge policy error. We thought here's the reason why this could work out. It didn't. They just go... No, I don't want to shame my ideology, but it didn't work, so I'm just going to quietly fix it. I had somebody paint this in a good picture for me today. There, because we, I was just talking about all the stuff that's happened to work and all the crap that we've had to pay for, la di da, right? And I was, I said, you know, we got to now. I'm building a fence. I'm building a fence at work because I, I, I can't have people just keep breaking in. And he's like, yeah, it's like we're becoming an, an, a third world country, uh-huh. you know, where they, if you go to Mexico or you go to uh, places I visited in Uganda and Africa, they. They they protect their houses with fences, glass on the top of their walls that they put in to prevent people from climbing their walls or fences, right? I mean, they, they barricade because yeah. they just know that cr- cops won't do anything, so they yeah. have to do it themselves. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to be that. I need the cop. I need people to know that what they're doing is wrong and and that somebody's going to be there to stop it. It's like when somebody, uh, you know, goes by you so fast in a car and you're like, Oh my gosh, they're going like 95 miles an hour. I hope they get pulled over. Yeah. Right. You're hoping that because you're like, I can't do that. Yeah. And they're being reckless. And then, but if nobody's ever going to pull them over, the fear, the the deterrent goes away and then it becomes more rampant. And I think that, I mean, there's listen at any point, if any one city band together and said, you know, we're going to overthrow the police. They could, they could overthrow the police. The general populace could just simply go overthrow the police in sheer numbers. The reason that they don't is because there's fear, there's deterrent. They, they're president, cops are president enough and they're armed enough and they keep a lid on things enough. And I feel like that's something that's gone downhill a little bit for sure. I think that's one of the sort of decaying components of Western civilization is something that's always set the Western civilization apart from other civilizations is rule of law and property, private property, right? Like, if you own something, there's a certain amount of reasonable expectation that the, the law and the government are there going to protect your property, your life and your property. And that is just deteriorating in an ever so slight manner, but it's enough that we're starting to see that. Like, and I'm going to stop paying my fair share of taxes, sir. Right. <laughs> well, you could stop paying a lot of taxes and you'd still be paying over your fair share. Yeah. All right. Well, give me a good, give me a good argument for why these people are fighting for abortion rights. I mean, if, if 
it's on the well actually let me ask you this first if we know technology is so far advanced and we know that we can detect a heartbeat after like the very few weeks right Uh we can detect there's a heartbeat which says that we have something living right Uh give me an argument as to why somebody would refute that or or still believe that you can just abort it this is difficult for me because all I can do is give you their talking points, but I have no heart behind it, so it's difficult for me. But because I'll you have a kid, or well, why? I mean, well, why do you believe the way you believe? Well, because I have a kid. Yes, that's part of it. But it's it's also because I didn't always think like this. I used to think abortion is like when I was younger. I thought, oh, I don't know, abortion. I mean, I guess technically it is just a clump of cells. And even though I get why Republicans would be anti-abortion because it's going to evolve into something much more sophisticated. It's not at this moment, so I get why some people would be okay. It'd be like, you know, removing a wart off of your arm or something. Like, that's the way I thought. Like, who cares, right? And, but the older that I get, the more I go, well, we need to be able to all agree on when it's a life and when it's not a life. And if we can't, then we should just assume it's a life until it's, in, in instead of not. But I feel like there's a debate on where that line is, right? A little bit of a debate on when is it a kid and when is it not a kid. And so the prote- nobody can figure that out and, right now. And the protection that the people who are pro-abortion, pro-choice live under is they just go, they just behave as though it's not a life. Ever though. And so what? then you could do whatever you want. But when you press them and you go, okay, well, what about nine months? Okay, well, obviously nine months is too late. Okay, what about eight months? Well, eight months, and then there's just a feeling of, okay, well, once you get to about this point is where I feel like it shouldn't matter anymore. Right, so if it's all about that, because, I mean, you're right, there's no agreement on it, right? In um, Except for states that have passed, like, the heartbeat law and all that. Right. So, or the heartbeat bill. And and there's states that want to put infant side on there. They want to say, well, you can... You can have abortion all the way up until the baby's born and it sits there for a couple hours. And then you're like, well, do I like it or not? I mean, yeah. then they can kill it. And you're like, well, that that doesn't that crosses all boundaries. I feel like right. what like what world were you going? Oh, it wasn't living when it was inside there. And then once it's born, it's still that I thought everybody agreed at that point. But right. even that one's now the okay. lines are blurred. Yeah, I don't even understand that one. I don't either. But I, I think what I'm always looking for is. I, I think. For me, just like most of my ideas, I have thought through it to the degree that got me to arrive at this position. It does not mean that I can't change my position to some degree, but I just don't see how anybody would be able to present new evidence to me that would make me go, oh, I'm incorrect in this position. Because to me, it's like, I don't know exactly when you can qualify it as a life or not a life. So why do we want to play with that? Well, here's what I would say to a lot of those people, because I know how those people, they're they're very caring and loving people, except for when it comes to unborn babies. Uh-huh. But they're very caring and loving people that we shouldn't say a lot of hate speech and stuff to them. But if you were to say, I'm going to grab that there's a, my dog is pregnant uh-huh. and about to have puppies. Uh-huh. But instead, I punched it several times in the stomach till all those puppies died uh-huh. inside of them, uh, inside of her. They would be like that. You are an evil man. Well, it's just they, they, they would. That would be unacceptable, right? It's just like the the environmentalist people who don't want you to kill an elk to feed your family because it's killing an animal. Meanwhile, um, mountain lions are killing deer viciously. I mean, like attacking them, clawing them, biting their throats, choking them to death. Like way yeah, more. They're not more. They're not as gentle. Not it's as not gentle a as a swift shot to the whatever the heart or the lungs or whatever they kill, and. I think that the other thing is, is like you can post on your Instagram if you kill a fish, right? Like, hey, look at this big fish I pulled out of the lake. Everyone would be like, applaud you. Wow. 
But if it's a certain other kind of animal, maybe a deer, people go, hey, man, that's pretty cruel. Maybe it's an elk. Okay, that's really cruel. Maybe it's a bear. Maybe you killed a bear. And they're like, dude, what's wrong with you? It's like <laughs> certain life is in the hierarchy in a different matter. And I feel like it's the same thing with abortion. It's like they, I know, yeah, exactly what you're saying. If you went and just murdered a bunch of puppies, they would be like, what is wrong with you, you savage? Right. But somehow abortion is okay until a certain point. So this is why I think it's an irrelevant argument altogether, because we're not arguing with people who, you know, like, I want to actually be swayed. I wish somebody could come to me and go, here's my scientific evidence as to why I don't think that's a baby until this point. And I would go, okay, well, I don't know if I agree with you, but at least you put some thought into it. Okay, it's just- well, take, take science aside and just take feelings. Let's see if we could get you on the same page with feelings. What if you had a daughter who's 11 years old? Uh-huh. And you know, uh, got pregnant and maybe twelve doesn't matter what age, right? Just but young, young enough to not be able to support the baby, right. and it has nothing to do with um being raped or anything like that. Just got just pregnant, yeah. And but the doctor said, well, if she's too young, her body can't handle it. She will die if she has this baby. So who are you picking? No, I mean that, and those are the arguments that I even the um, the rape argument. You know, that's a tough one because it's like so. Then, so the, this is the argument they have because you go, okay, well, that's so minor, right? That is like that is a one. That's a, like a point zero. It's like a less than COVID, right? It's point zero 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 three, whatever right. percent that that happens. But if you're the one that that's happening to, right? No, I I agree, and I hope I'm never in that position. But don't doctors take that into consideration? Do I mean at that time is there no liberty and they go, "Well, then you're just going to die then." Yeah. I don't well, I don't feel like that's how the law is. I don't I don't know. I mean, that's a great question because if it, if it's one human life who's made it to the ripe old age of 12 years old or an unborn old age life, right? I don't know that the doctors would view that the same. That's a great question. But again, this is the fringe argument, right? Where people make fringe arguments and they go, well, "What about this?" Do you case? like fringe arguments? In some cases, I I like, but here's the difference. A fringe argument when it comes to abortion, I feel like is where you go, okay, well, in that circumstance, maybe we would, right? Like if the mother's life is threatened, maybe that is an area where you go, okay, well, maybe that's an, maybe that's okay to give an abortion to somebody whose life is threatened. That's a fringe argument. But there's other fringe arguments that we've made before where it's like, it completely obliterates your whole point of view. Totally. Like, like you're willing to cite with this whole point of view, but there's one fringe scenario that makes no sense that you wouldn't agree with, and then your whole argument's blown up. That's what I I like those kinds of fringe arguments. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much evidence that it is it is a living thing now. It that that is a scientific proof that it's hard for anybody to go, it's not living. And why can we not settle with people on when it becomes living or not living. Why Why can that not be a well, thing? Well, I mean, the easy answer is it's partisan politics. Okay, well, then I'm glad that it's getting overturned by the Supreme Court, but everybody's acting as if, okay, abortions are now illegal. Do you know that? What, do you know what that means when the Supreme Court says, okay, this is no longer, um, it's no longer federal law? What does that mean? It's a great question. I don't... It means they kick it to the states. It goes to the states, and then the states decide. Yeah, and that's the thing is that why this whole thing is a little bit like perplexing to me because I go, what do you think is happening? Like, I don't think that means you can't have an abortion in a state that will allow abortions, right? Right. Right. It just means that you're 
if you want one and you live in Texas, you're going to have to go to a place that's, you know, pro murder. Do you feel like there were a, there will ever be a point in time in America where we have more of a coming together on situations like this? Obviously, post Donald Trump, it's very hard to get people people in the political realm together on ideas. Do you feel like there will be a time when we might be able to, you know, no, like for I, example, let me just say this. I saw on on uh, social media, so to to my surprise, there were a few sort of like LGBTQ communities that were out protesting um, pro life, and I was pleasantly surprised with that. So I was thinking maybe things are turning a little bit. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, in front of uh, the Supreme Court, they were protesting for pro life. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get ostracized by their own. Um, they probably did. By their own community, they're probably dead well, now. I think, um, yeah. Hmm. Do you ever think we can come together? I, I think again. Yeah, no. I actually think that this this overturning will actually separate us even more. And here's why. Which and and I'm, let me be clear. I'm okay with it. But mm-hmm. you kick it back over to the states, and we've already talked about how a state can be more appealing than it's ever been before, based off of who runs it, right? Uh-huh. And now, which I don't ever remember that playing a, a part in it, but now you go, okay, so it's now to the states. And if you're a firm believer that abortion should be legal, then you're going to maybe migrate to that state already where Portland, Oregon is attracting the people that align with their beliefs. We're already right. getting a lot of that, right? We're not getting, we're not attracting any conservatives in Oregon. No, no conservatives are going, well, you know, I think Oregon, we should check it. I mean, it's really pretty. And they're like, yeah, but it's really liberal. And they're like, yeah, I don't care about that. And they're going to absolutely care about it. Unless they're like, there's a Puritan pilgrims who journeyed across the United States to go convert like Indians into Christians. Yeah. Just for the sheer goodwill we, of their cause. I don't think we have any of those right now. No, I, don't I think, think we have we have the opposite of that. Everybody's like, nah, I'm out of here. And I think you actually get it from the other political party that is like, okay, well, actually, let's see if we can go change some of those red states into blue states. I'm going to go move there. Yeah. I think you see that a little bit. But what I do see happening is the 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 few conservatives that are left are going, dude, I I don't want my tax dollars going to this. Yeah. I don't want it happen if if I if I'm that much against it, which I really am. I don't want to pay for it either. I don't want to support it. And by me living here and the income that I make, I'm supporting it. Well, it's interesting that churches can get out of paying taxes because of religious beliefs, but you can't get out of paying whatever percentage of that would be because of religious beliefs. Could you imagine the uh, the backlash on that? <laughs> and the amount of work, you'd, the amount of math equations. That you know how many religions would pop up? <laughs> to, to ama- to the amount of math equations to figure out how many abortions your income would pay for, and they need to deduct that out. You owe me so much money. They'd be like seventy five cents, and you'd be like, "That's it." Yeah, that I'd be like, money. "You owe me so much money because I don't believe in it, so you owe me money back." See, this is why politics has has dwindled in our podcast is because a we agree on too many things, mm-hmm. and so that makes it boring, right? Yeah, even sitting here talking, I go, yeah, I already agree with everything you're saying, and I usually like to hate everything you're saying. Oh, that's nice. That of you. makes it more. You know, fun. I was I was listening to our one where we hate on everything, uh-huh. and I was just I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I was sharing a clip with my wife, and she's like, oh my gosh, you guys, so you guys just talk about things you hate. I go, no, no, no it was it was from a list of yeah. things that other people people like, miss that dude dislike. Like people who listen to that podcast are like, oh, so it's a podcast about things you hate. I go, no, that was one podcast. Yeah, it was one, and it was on. It was a list that we didn't come up with. No, it was like, "What bothers you about other?" And then we're just like, "Oh yeah, we agree with that." And then the funny part is that the things that probably do bother some people are like, "Yeah, we don't care." Yeah, I know. And and the thing was is that a lot of people 
that was a weird podcast that a lot of people came out of the woodworks and were like, hey, man, listen to your podcast about things you hate. I go, well, just so you know, like, that's not all we do because people <laughs> thought that. And I was very clear in the beginning Maybe of that podcast. <laughs> I was very clear to say, hey, Marshall, just to reiterate, what are you doing again? You're reading off of a list Did of things. Did you say that? Okay. Yeah, I'm because I knew this that. would happen. I knew that some, somebody would listen to Let's a clip and be like. Let's do one on things we love. Somebody already said that to me, too. And I was like, I can't imagine a worse topic <laughs> <laughs> than things we love. Could you give me two? My wife and my kid. Yeah, Boom. I knew. I knew that. That's what you it. Say. You should have said three. <laughs> I don't have three. I really don't have three. I love it when people <laughs> don't bother me. Yes, I love it when people are not doing things that annoy me. That yes. would be it. If you never talk to me, I would love that. Yeah. That's well, true. I, I I get that we I get that we agree, but the thing that I think is different than before in this world on abortion than you know, like, hey, is it should it be legal? Should it not be legal? I feel like there's a lot of ramifications that are going to come from this yeah. in the uh, economic world when it comes to states. I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm a big proponent. I love, I love that this is getting overturned. Mm-hmm. I think Roe v. Wade is outdated and I think it's behind technology. And I believe that a baby is a baby once conception happens. And uh, I mean, if you didn't believe that, then why do pregnant people always talk about their baby inside them? Otherwise, they'd be like, yeah, I just got this clump of cells. And then once it comes out, it's going to be a beautiful baby. I yeah. mean, they, they talk about it as if it's a human being. Right. They always do. And when you have a miscarriage, it's a sad point in time. Yeah. But an abortion isn't a sad point in time. That's a weird dichotomy. Right. right? So there's just a lot of inconsistency. So I love that uh, that this is getting overturned. And I hope that that stays that way. But what I don't like is that it's going to get kicked to the States in my state that I live in is like, not only do we support it, we want to go above and beyond and be yeah. like, Hey, just so you know, like we're, we're going to, we're going to go out of our way to preserve the rights of women. To yeah. Do this. And, and the women's right argument is always the thing that bothers me because it's, <clears throat> it's women's empowerment. That's what people, so like Gavin Newsom, governor of California, yeah, he was one big proponent of talking. He framed everything in terms of women's rights. And all of the conversations I've had with people about abortion since this all started have been about women's rights. Like, oh, I don't want to have an opinion because it's a woman's right to choose. And I, my whole thing is like, I get that. I'm not, I wouldn't want to deprive any person of their rights, but this is the whole underlying point of the argument is you have to assume that this is a human being in there who's vulnerable and can't stick up for his or her own rights. And so don't we not want to protect those. And this is when I know that when I talk to people about abortion, and they go, hey, I get it. You know, late-term abortions are a little unsavory. The earlier terms ones are the ones that I'm okay with, right? Those are the times where I go, okay, so you just clearly have a blurry line on when you think it's a baby. Yeah. But yep. the pro-life people go, well, it's a baby the whole time, and I'm going to treat it like life the whole time. So there's an ideological consistency there. And I feel like the people who are pro-choice, you can engage with them. And I feel like 80% of the time when I'm engaging with somebody who's pro-choice, I can start asking them specific questions about specific timeframes in the pregnancy and they get a little more squeamish as time gets on, goes on. Right. Yeah. Like as it becomes later. So I know that it's not a bunch of people who are just like, and eh, no matter what, nine months kill them. We don't care. I know that's not their party's view. I just feel like most people look at it as they're protecting the woman and they're willing to overlook the fact that that may be a baby in there to protect the woman, but they're refusing to acknowledge that that's a baby in there. And when is it a baby to them? So the major flaw in all of this really is just getting people to understand when a baby is a baby, right? Right. We have to agree on that. And, I feel and, like, and why, 
and and what I'm hearing you is say is a lot of people will agree they just don't know exactly when they're saying they'll start off with well once it's born it's a baby right so that would be point number one which yeah. we've already seen that people don't admit that sure some right people. but let's say they admit that so people say okay so the difference between a baby and a non-baby is the vaginal canal right uh-huh. okay uh-huh. so then it's a location issue it's a location issue darn it should have been yeah. on the other side of that one yeah and then um and then if you got people a little bit past that and you said, okay, well, is nine months okay? Like, it's about ready to be born. Right. And they would go, no, that still seems wrong. Yeah. And then you get them to back up. I mean, that's really the issue, right? Like, when can yeah. when can we as a society, as the United States go, this is when a life is formed? Yeah. Like, let's agree on that. And there's so many within, not within the uh, pro-life community, right? It's It's clear. But in the pro-choice community, it sounds like it's muddy. And can you guys get on the same page? Yeah. And that's the thing is that in the absence of having a clear line, you would think the default would be, okay, well, don't do it until we can define what it is. But that's not what happens. In the absence of being able to define when it's a baby or not a baby, they go, well, we can't really, we all disagree on when it's a baby. So let's just go ahead and do a, you know, have these abortions. That's the part that I don't get. I don't get it either. And why are they so mad? Why are they so mad? Oh, oh, that's a good strategy. Why is he mad? Don't <laughs> why are pay the, attention to my noises? <laughs> why are the people so mad? Like, why are young, non-pregnant women, high schoolers, college-age people, why are they so mad? I, this is what I can't wrap well, it's my one mind of two around. Things. They either believe that abortion is a viable uh, version of birth control, which I think is incorrect. It's right? an expensive form of birth control, isn't it? Right. And it's just there's so many preventative measures before that. Or they just think, well, I haven't thought it through, but what I do know is that the evil right-wing Republicans are out to steal all my rights and they would enslave me if I let them have their policy ways. So rather than think through why abortion is right or wrong, they just go, well, I know I don't want Republicans to win. This is what I don't get. This is absolutely what I don't get. If they totally feel like this, like why... um why why are they arguing so hard um when they don't actually know what they're arguing for i mean that's isn't that the nature of the us in the last 2 years in general is where like we're all frothing at the mouth to hate each other and then at the end of the day you meet with people and you go oh we don't actually well, disagree on all that much is that is that like a product of us just not having so much face to face conversation i think it was the perfect time in the united states to have the abortion argument again Right, because we're also, as I said, frothing at the mouth to hate on each other. That it's like, it's the most divisive. It's one of the most divisive issues, if not the most. Okay, and then why are women, men, women, whatever, why is this even an issue with the amount of preventative measures we have? You know, back in the day, if you didn't want to get pregnant, just don't have sex, right? That was the simple solution. You know, my favorite thing was when Adam Carolla, who now does political commentation, but he used to like live line. He was like, I'm so sick of Democrats talking about how they have to tax, raise your taxes, your, you know, your income, your um, local taxes to pay for lunches for students because access to healthy food is running out. And he's like, do you know that if you want to eat healthy, you could just buy boiled, you could boil some eggs and eat an apple and it would cost you $2 a day. And that's a perfectly nutritious meal. His point being that there's this ruse that access to nutritious food is like low and we need to pay for that. The kind of nutritious food you want, I guess. Right. So yeah. 
so but but it's kind of the same thing with birth control where it's like why why are we so reluctant to just go well hey i get it it sucks to if you had a whoopsie and you're you're like sitting there going i don't want to have this kid i I get it but like there's a lot of preventative measures before that that we could exhaust before we get to that point and why do we not push those harder you i mean literally there's so many there's like yeah you could be on you could one let's say you forgot a condom you could pull out we yeah. know that strategy. Yep. Okay, don't pull out. Well, there's a condom. There's mm-hmm. a birth control pill. There's a uh, morning after pill, which I don't necessarily agree with either. But I'm just saying there's that too. Like, but why it's does the it, earliest term abortion? Right. Why right. is there all of that? And we still like. Well, we just decided not to do all that and still got to this point. Yeah, I don't. Then know, that's man. called irresponsibility, and there's consequences to irresponsibility, right? Yeah. Well, it's like. Uh, when Obama did a speech in 08 and he said that he recognized that there was a dis, you know, a disparity of, um, in, in the black community of males who stick around and raise their children. There was like the single motherhood rate was astronomical and how it takes courage for a dad to stay in the picture and raise his kid. And this person who I was listening to his take on it was, it's ridiculous because that's like saying you're going to go to Denny's and order the grandson breakfast and it takes courage to stay and pay the bill, <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? It's like we've we've sort of like painted as an option, right? And I think that society, like if you go back in um, the 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 closer you get to the slave era, the less single motherhood rate there was. It's like so you could go back to a time when black you know black people were um, fresh out of slavery, and the the single motherhood rate in the black community was astronomically low. The unemployment rate in the black community was astronomically low. And so it has nothing to do with like oppression and things like that, but that's sort of what they painted as is like any measure to stop abortion is oppression. Dude, I, that was what I was listening to on the radio. It was, they turned it into, you know, a race oppression argument. Mm -hmm. It was so weird how it took that turn and they were describing it. And I, in my head, I was thinking, how on earth did you make that connection? And why is the person who's running this radio station not asking you going, whoa, I'm sorry, I missed how you made that connection. Right. They just, they're like, oh, it's a, you know, systemic racial right. um, oppression issue. And I was like, wait, what? How, how did that happen? And they, and the other people like on the, the hosts were like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you, you are worse. The, almost the hosts are worse than the person spouting it because they're just like, I'm going to agree with you even it's if I don't understand it. It's always the people who I know, like, and I know I cite this, I think I've said this before, but like uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh my you know gosh, how, she's so angry. You know how smart she really is? She's pretty smart. She, I think she graduated from like Harvard or something or taught at Harvard. I mean, Pretty smart. Pop, well, that was it. Wasn't that the? Wasn't that like her speech always? But she has yeah. some of the worst policies ever. That that I go, no smart person would have these policies. And this is when you realize that it's not about what's right and wrong or good or bad. It's about what wins you elections, what wins you votes, and what panders to your base. Have and you the, have you seen the YouTube fill up my mouth with farts? No. <laughs> Sounds like something. I'm not surprised that came out of I, your mouth. Listen. I, if you hear this, just look up Philip, P-H-I-L, like Philip. L-I-P, yeah. Philip, my mouth with farts. It's a political ad campaign, and it is hilarious. I showed it to somebody today at work. When I said Philip, my mouth with farts, they were, thought I was, they're like, uh, no, Marshall, okay, Gross. I know what you're, I know what you're going to show me again. But anyway, it's, it's absolutely hilarious, and it like absolutely nails is this that guy who goes to like a town hall meeting and starts like screaming at everybody? Is that that guy? That no, no. This he, is a this is a spoof on 
politicians. Okay. Just it's like a minute nineteen seconds, and it's it's funny. And I'll maybe I should even post it to our Instagram. Well, you know they say that politics sways back and forth over time, and I'm I'm really waiting for it to sway. Somebody thought really thought, or is really thinking that Oregon is going to switch and flip this midterm Somebody. election. Somebody. This you. isn't me. Listen, I've had this. You still owe me money. Well, what if it flips? You know what? I'm what if it flips? Take what, There's still time. I'm There's ta- still time, I'm going to take the money that you owe me and say what I reinvested do, in this podcast. Bet? So oh, you're welcome. Okay, I'm an investor right, now. Fine. Well, then good. I'll take that <laughs> off of your... My $2,500 bill. Yeah, the portion that you owe me. I don't even know what we bet. But in wine alone, and there, and there was a, <laughs> That's true. You know how much I've invested in, in the drinks that we have on this podcast? That's it's, true. But I'm still pissed because I brought a bottle of vodka over here one time in the beginning, like literally episode two, and it disappeared, and I don't know what happened to it. Well, I didn't drink it. I don't no, drink No, I know you didn't. Yeah. I do remember, though, there was one time you came over to my house, and we were trying different wines, and I just decided to buy this cheap wine, and it was... It was awful. Well, that was a beginning uh, podcast thing was we were going to buy like cheap wine and see what, and like yeah. talk about it. No, I can't do that now. A, super embarrassing that we did that at all. But B, uh, yeah, you just are not built for that, man. You can't drink wine like that. No. And, and re- remember I tried something. I was like, dude, and I went and poured it out and you guys were like, what are you doing? I was, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time with this. This is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Yes. I Which, can't do it's, it. It's funny because there was, there's always been a part of me that thought, Everyone in my work slash age group has been abducted by the wine taste where they're like, I love wine now. They don't drink alcohol, alcohol anymore. Sophistication. Yeah, sir. they've they've leveled up. There's no yeah. more beer. I don't see beer in my circle anymore. I don't see really? wow. I don't see hard alcohol in my circle anymore. I see wine almost exclusively. And I was always like, This is weird because I'm getting old enough now and I, you would think I would have bought into the wine thing, but I don't. I, I didn't like wine. In the last month I've started to develop where I'm like, I don't want anything else. I just want wine. <laughs> and even the other day, we went, I went out to pizza and I texted you a picture. And I was yeah. like, hey, please tell me what, which one of these is good and bad, please. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you're, you're, like, they're you're all at bad. a poor restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, they're not you, good. you made me feel like a peasant. No, I, but I did know some of the wines on there. But I was like... No, you was, did. Yeah. You did recommend the, like, okay, all the crappy wines. I'm probably spoiling list. you by coming here and... You not, really are. I don't even tell you what I open No, up. you don't. In fact, I oftentimes think... I, I often, oftentimes my wife goes... Oh, that's funny. You know, Marshall does buy a lot of stuff for this podcast. Like I bring home like shirts and like sweatshirts and then like you're doing the cartoons thing. And I go, yeah, he puts a lot into it. It's awesome. And then I think in my head, but the biggest contribution he makes is the wine. <laughs> you, you know, and you still owe me a bottle. That's not. I do. That. I know. Okay. I do. Yeah. Forever. It's the forever debt. Yeah. Well, I, to cap off this abortion topic that we're talking about. One, let me get your firm stance on it. You are. I am pro-life. Pro-life. Yeah. From conception on. Yes. Okay. So, and, and, and that's changed over time because you had a kid or just changed over time because you've matured in your thinking? Uh, matured in my thinking. I think that really what it came down to me was I could see how there's debate at all levels of, you know, where the kid is a kid. So I'd rather keep it a clean sweep and just not have any guesswork mm. and just go protect him at all, you know, from conception. That's my take. I like that. Could you imagine now, though, even that now that you've had a kid, you're like, no, it's sad because I just see my own kid and I go, there's a lot of these potential kids out there that are not. That's what a lot of people, you know, I heard this on the radio. Somebody said, could you think about the potential uh, person who cures cancer, the potential person who gets us to, you know, Mars or what? I mean, you know, all these, like, what if Elon Musk had 
been an aborted baby. What if Tim Tebow? I mean, that's a real life story. Yeah. They told him to that his parents were told to abort him because they thought he was going to be mentally retarded. Yeah. Can I share a side note? Yeah, you know, we're not allowed to say retarded, right? Right. So <laughs> but we have twice now. <laughs> <laughs> but the people that say that we're not allowed to say retarded uh-huh. are willing to abort retarded babies. Uh huh. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's a weird Touché. concept, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mix up an ideology. Yeah, right there. That's mm-hmm. true. There's a lot of that. I still think we should do a podcast on on hypocrisy. Just you know, like and I reference it all the time. What do you mean like, still? You you say some sometimes you say things as if you've spoken them to me. No, I have. I've said in, this I in think a podcast. In your head. I've said this in a podcast where yeah. I was like, we should do a podcast where we do just a list similar to the list we've now done with like uh things that make you boomer and things that we hate. Where it's like um, things that are hypocritical in a political party. And it could go both ways. Because in all honesty, it's yeah. funny sometimes to hear uh, smart Democrats call out Republicans for the hypocrisy in their views. And sometimes I read those and I go, oh my gosh, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Right. I love those. I yeah. think that would be a really good one. Uh, we need to find that list. Find yeah. that list and then we'll go through it. All right. I'm, that's that's what you're tasked with. Okay. Well, I'll tell you my stance on it. Yeah, I'm right with you. 100% pro-life. Um, I think this, this ruling coming down is going to be awesome. Uh, it's a huge step, but I also feel like it's going to create more division in the United States. And when I talked about, you know, I, Florida is not an attractive place to me to live. Right. We talked, we talked about this. Where would you live in the United States? You and I were going through some places in the United States. Florida is not attractive to me whatsoever. It, it looks like it's about to be taken over by hurricanes at any point in time. There's snakes there that I don't like. I don't like alligators. I don't like anything about it, but I go, ah, the freedoms that reign in Florida. Mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see that in other States. You're going to see that in Arizona. You're going to see that in Texas. You're going to see that in Dakotas. You're going to see that in Midwest States. So I think this will change a lot of the landscape and I'm really excited. I mean, the electoral college kind of already shifted just a little bit with mm-hmm. some of the ones being awarded to Texas, taken away from California, given to Florida, all that. You're going to see that change. I think in the next 10 years, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm I'm glad it's happening for sure. I do think it's going to create a lot more divisiveness, and I'm I'm not excited about that because I I don't want to see bloodshed and looting and weird things like that. And no, I, let's just be civil. I don't know that that will. I don't know that that might be too lofty of a hope to hope that we can just agree to disagree. But they are shedding blood by killing babies. But literal bloodshed is going to happen yes. either way. Yeah, when they kill the baby. You know what? You should call blood. this podcast "Puppies and Ice Cream." Not. Do you know that song by Primus? Too many puppies. I probably do. I actually used to listen to Primus. Oh, really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's very bass heavy. It's it is. T- it's, it's all bass, basically. Yeah. Too many puppies getting shot in the dark. Oh, that sounds morbid. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of Primus music that I listen to now, and I'm like, man, that's pretty gross. There's a lot of music I listen to. Too many to. puppies getting shot in the dark, but when it comes to babies, we're okay with. I, mm-hmm. I just love comparing babies to puppies, because I feel like the left can't do that. They would be like, well, no, puppies are more important, because they're no. cute. And most of the things, but a you, human, you know, those little like aha gross. gotcha videos on Instagram for like PragerU or yeah, I don't know who else does it, but <laughs> wow, you really listed off a lot there. They, you know, they, all those videos from the one, one source. They interview. Uh, I know there was a guy named uh, uh, Turning Point USA. Turning Point, yeah, and there was just like these random guys who go out with microphones and start asking questions yeah. on liberal, mostly liberal campuses. I find those funny because it does in real time force people to reconcile. And here's the thing. Here's the reason that I feel like a lot of the pro-abortion, you know, thinking is younger people who just go, 
I'm less, I care less about whether it's a baby or not a baby and more that I care Republicans aren't going to get their policy enacted. That's what I feel like. Because when you watch these interviewers go to college campuses, most of these kids sort of like um, innocent deer walking into the crosshairs of like a hunter. They just, they're so innocent when they walk in, they're like, yeah, this is why I think abortion is, should be legal. Boom, boom. And then through a series of like four or five questions, they, there's a trip up, right? Where they go, oh, well, I didn't think of that. I don't like that actually. And then they have to grapple with that. And those are those like aha moments that make for good like Instagram videos or whatever. Right. But I love those because it, at least it gives me hope that the younger people are like, maybe they thought about it in those instances and maybe there's room for them to grow. I, I like um, when people do, like I think about myself, I go, man, if you made me think, I've yeah. had a few people do it with abortion. I mean, one of the things I talked about with one of my good friends who probably is pro-abortion and we were having a debate about it. I remember sitting down at the table at breakfast and, um, you know, he's from California and we were like, you know, the, the topic was not, it was going to be about work. And then I said, yeah, no problem. But real quick on, uh, I don't want to get into politics, but what's your feeling on abortion? Uh And, and we just dove right into it and it was, it was super fun. And then he said, well, Marshall, if you, when do you believe that a baby is a baby? And I said, well, at conception, he said, okay, well then how do you feel about birth control? I was like, well, it's, it's fine. And yeah. he goes, well, do you know some birth control actually, you know, like aborts the baby Kills after conception? Yeah. After it, like, like the egg reaches the, or yeah. the sperm reaches the egg. And I was like, no. Yeah. And he goes, okay, well, are you okay with that? And I was like, well, not now that I know that. I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, I guess I don't know that. I know how some birth control works. I know how an IUD works. I know how, right. um, but I don't, I, maybe I don't know that. And if that's true, then I would have to be against that. Yeah. And he goes, okay, well, that's fine. If you're against that, I just need to know where you're where your ideology is. Right. Yeah. And so, but that really got me thinking and I was like, Oh, Oh crap. Maybe. I mean, cause I remember Rachel took birth control pills. Yeah. And if that is the wrong form of birth control, right. I don't like that. Well, it does make you think more. I mean, for sure, because you don't want to be caught in those traps where you're like, Oh crap, my own thinking. But the difference is, is you were willing to accept in the moment that like, maybe I am wrong. Right. Right. And I think that that's a valuable asset for you to have in your personality. A lot of people don't have that though. We know that. Yeah. People need to get better. Puppies and ice cream, not abortion. Please don't label this abortion. Don't label this abortion? Abortion. I just, if I go on our podcast site and I'm like, abortion. What did you want me to label it? Puppies and ice cream. Puppies and ice cream. You want me to just call it puppies and ice cream? I, mean, I will happily talk, call, label it puppies <laughs> and ice cream. There, people are going to listen to it all the way to the end and go, what the flip is happening? There's nothing There's to do with nothing puppies. Nothing in here about puppies I was and here for the puppies. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. I'm Marshall, and this is Aaron. You're listening to Two Opinion Against Podcast.